Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Ramadan Mubarak to you and yours. This Ramadan, as we all gather to share a meal with our loved ones, we need to remember those in Gaza who are also gathering to share a meal with so many who aren't there that were just there a year ago. Since October the 7th, the Human Development Fund has assisted over 200,000 people in Gaza, providing them with essential aid, such as food baskets, water, hot meals, winter items, shelter, hygiene kits, and baby formula. Your generous contributions are making a significant impact, especially in Rafah. Let's sustain this momentum and continue providing crucial support during this sacred and blessed month. Please visit hdfund.org slash qalam. That's hdfund.org slash qalam, Q-A-L-A-M, to learn more about our global reach this Ramadan and choose where you'd like to direct your support during this blessed month. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this month a time of mercy, solace, acceptance, and triumph for the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And may Allah continue to use all of us as a means and never replace us. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. From the podcast team at Qalam. We wanted to wish you a very blessed Ramadan. This month, you can expect daily uploads that will include reflections, khatiras, and khutbas, all from our new campus, Alhamdulillah. If you benefit from this content, please give generously at supportqalam.com. 100% of your donations goes towards the means of providing accessible Islamic knowledge to people around the world. Jazakumullah khairan for listening. Bismillahi walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. إن شاء الله. Continuing with our series titled Illuminated, where we look at many of the ayats, many of the verses of the Quran, in which Allah Subhanahu wa Taala talks about the concept of a nur, light, and illumination. Today, إن شاء الله, we're going to be looking at Surah number 64, which is titled Surah Taghabun. And what that exactly means, we'll discuss in just a moment. The ayah that mentions nur is ayah number eight. But to be able to fully understand and appreciate what Allah is saying here, and the significance of that light that Allah is talking about, we're going to be reading through ayahs seven through nine. And that'll give us a full picture. In ayah number seven, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, زَعَمَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا that those who disbelieve, they assume. Zam. They are under the assumption, they are under the impression, they assume that they shall never be resurrected. Those who live in disbelief, those who reject believing in Allah, those who don't want to grasp or even open themselves to the concept of faith and belief, and they ignored all the realities and all the reminders and all the signs around them, that they continue to live in this delusion that they shall never be resurrected. Allah says to the Prophet ﷺ, say to them, Bala, that quite the contrary, And I swear by my Lord, I swear by my Lord, I swear by Allah 
Indeed, you shall be resurrected. And then after being resurrected, you shall be made to answer for everything you've done in the life of the world. That you will have to answer. You will be made aware. And there, what that implies is you'll have to answer for what you've done. وَذَلِكَ عَلَى اللَّهِ يَسِيرٌ And that is very easy for Allah to do. To resurrect you, to hold you accountable. كُنْ فَيَكُونَ Allah says, be and it is. That is no task for Allah. And so, what can you do? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَآمِنُوا Verse number 8, فَآمِنُوا So believe. Believe. Believe in what? فَآمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ Believe in Allah and believe in the Messenger of Allah. وَالنُورِ الَّذِي أَنزَلْنَا And believe in the light that we have revealed. That we have sent down. This is referring to the Quran. So once again, as we've seen in some of the previous sessions, here the word nur, the concept of light, is an analogy, is a metaphor for the Quran. Right? That this is a light. With this you can find your way. With this you can see. You can know, you can see the truth. Wallahu bima ta'amaluna khabir, and Allah is fully aware of everything that you do. Now, here's the interesting part. That knowing how to live in this life, being able to see where you're going and what you're doing, to be able to make proper decisions and do the right thing, what is, why? Why is that so important and why is that so significant? Why does that matter? يَوْمَ يَجْمَعُكُمْ لِيَوْمِ الْجَمْعِ The day that God shall gather all of you together on the day of the ultimate gathering, where all the human beings will be gathered together. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says something very interesting. This is the only place in the Quran where this word is used. Allah says, ذَلِكَ يَوْمُ التَّغَابٌ That is the day of taghabun. And the scholars of tafsir have discussed at length what does this word mean. The root of the word ghaban quite literally means to deceive someone, to cheat someone. To, to cheat someone out of something. Ghaban. And, but the, this is the, a derivative of that called taghabun, which usually implies something happening on both sides, a mutual action. Right? So if you have, you know, qatal, it means to kill. Taqatul or muqatala, it's like two people fighting each other, trying to kill one another. Alright, so taghabun, what does that exactly mean? So they explain, the translation a lot of times that's given is, it's a day, it's translated in two ways. Either it is translated, the day of mutual loss. Where both sides will have lost something. Or the second translation is, that it implies both sides of the transaction. It is the day of loss and the day of gain. The day of loss and gain. Now what does that mean? Why is the day of judgment being called the day of mutual loss? And what's really remarkable and fascinating about that is that in the Quran, Allah, or in the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, the Prophet ﷺ tells us that people... Will there is a place that is reserved potentially in the name of every single person who was ever created in paradise? And there's similarly 
a place reserved in the fire of hell in the name of each and every single person that was ever created. And what, ha- what will happen is on the day of judgment, those who attain salvation, those who are entered into paradise, their spot in hell will basically be given to someone who is doomed to hell. And that person who is doomed to hell, his spot in paradise is essentially being allocated to the person who attained salvation. So figuratively speaking, both sides lost their reservation. Obviously, right, the people in hell, they really lost something. They lost their reservation in paradise. The people in paradise, they technically lost their reservation in hell, but that's a good thing. But this is figurative language, ala uslub taghlib Right, this is uh, kind of uh, you know the rhetoric of the Arabic language. So it's called the day of mutual loss. Both sides are giving up. Are one side is giving up its reservation, and the other is losing its reservation. And it's a profound thing to think to think about this that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is telling us that we have the potential. Each and every single human being has the potential to end up in paradise. That's why there's a reservation for you there. And similarly, every human being, it is a possibility that they could end up in the fire of hell. And that's why there's a reservation in your name there. And now, it's on us. Believe in Allah. Obey Allah. Be devoted to Allah. Worship Allah. وَرَسُولِهِ Believe in the Messenger of Allah. Follow in the footsteps of the Messenger of Allah. Strive to be like the Prophet of Allah. وَالنُورِ الَّذِي أَنزَلْنَا And believe in the Qur'an that is a beacon of light. Believe in it. Read it. Study it. Know it. Practice it. And if you do that, you will realize your full potential. And you will avoid that terrible possibility. The second meaning of this taghabun is loss and gain. That someone lost something and someone else gained something. And that meaning makes a, makes you know a lot of sense. And we can kind of infer from that what that means. But there are some very fascinating uh, narrations of the Prophet ﷺ. In a hadith of Sahih Muslim, the Prophet ﷺ he asked, Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu says, the Prophet asked that, Manil Muflis, who is bankrupt? Who is truly bankrupt? And the companions, you know, they said, Allah and His Messenger know best. And he said, No, you tell me. So he said that someone who doesn't have any wealth, someone who possesses nothing. And the Prophet said that the bankrupt person of my ummah, the Muflis of my ummah, is the person who will come on the Day of Judgment and he will have a mound of good deeds. Right? This person prayed and read Quran and gave charity and did a lot of good. But what happened? That the person, they had rancor and hatred towards someone. That person, backbit, that person was backbiting about someone. That person was gossiping about someone. That person was taking away someone's right. That person violated somebody's wealth, encroached on their personal property, and they harmed someone, etc., etc. All these complaints will be made against that person. 
And all these people will gather up. It'll be like a riot. People shouting and screaming. Because he has his mountain of good deeds. It seems like he's on his way to paradise. And these people will gather around yelling and screaming and shouting. We want our right. We want our right. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, today is the day of justice. Right? Someone will lose something and someone will gain something. Appropriately. And what will happen? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say that start giving away His good deeds to them. His reward to them. To compensate them. They deserve that compensation. It is only fair, only just. And all of His good deeds will start to be distributed until He is left with nothing. And then when all those people are done, when, when all of His good deeds are done, and there's still people shouting and yelling and screaming for their rights, then Allah will say, now take their burdens, their sins, their darkness, they gave away all of His light. And now take their darkness and pile it on top of Him. And where this person started off with this mountain of good, will be buried under a mountain of darkness. The day of loss, and the day of gain. In a hadith of Sahih Bukhari, the Prophet ﷺ says that whoever owes anyone anything in the life of this world, you should discharge it now. You should take care of it now. You should seek forgiveness for it now. Otherwise, there is no money, no darahim, no dananir. There's no wealth, there's no currency, there's no money that will absolve you, that can set off your liabilities in the life of the hereafter. The people who you owe something to will be given your good deeds in lieu of the wrong you did to them. And when the good deeds are exhausted, the sins will be piled on the oppressor, the person who did wrong. And in another very beautiful narration, the Prophet ﷺ says, لا يلقى الله أحد That on the Day of Judgment, every single person, when they meet Allah, when they stand before Allah, when they stand for judgment and reckoning in front of Allah, إِلَّا نَادِمًا Everyone will have regret. Everyone will regret something when they stand in front of Allah. Interesting. I... It makes sense. If the person was sinful, only did bad, then of course it makes sense why that person will regret. Because he'll regret that he didn't do good. But what if the person did do good? The person did a lot of good. What does he have to regret? What does she have to regret? And the Prophet says, That person will regret that I didn't do more. A person will regret, subhanAllah, that I didn't do more. We talked about it just you know, a few sessions ago, that the people in paradise, they, while enjoying themselves in paradise, the bliss, the eternal bliss of Jannah, they're going to look up and they'll see things sparkling. And there'll be people of such a high level in Jannah, sitting in their balconies, enjoying, and they'll look like stars shining to these people in paradise. And the people in paradise will look up and say, who are those people? Those must be the prophets. And the prophets, Allah, and they'll be told that, no, no, no. Those are people 
who showed loyalty and obedience to Allah and His Messenger And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, believe in Allah, believe in the Messenger of Allah, and internalize the Qur'an. Soak that light of the Qur'an into you and let it guide you. Because there's a day coming, the day of loss and the day of gain. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst the people who will gain. May Allah protect us from being the people who will lose on that day. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi, subhanakallah wa bihamdik. Nashadu wa la ilaha illa anta nasafir wa natubu ilayk. I had a, just a quick announcement insha'Allah. A um, couple of things. Number one is that on Wednesday insha'Allah, uh, we will be completing the recitation of the Qur'an in Salatul Taraweeh. So we'll have a dua and a supplication uh, for the completion of the Qur'an. So we request you to join us on that day, inshallah. Um, we have the nightly program going on for the last 10 nights here, every night starting at midnight with some reflections and then after that some prayer. So we invite you to join us for that as well. And lastly and finally, inshallah, in these blessed last 10 nights, um, as you are here and benefiting and enjoying and inshallah as you are departing, please support the work that we are doing here. Jazakumullah khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.